Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim, fill that out and that's it. Okay, this is crazy, it's a true story. Some guy called the police because he thought that he was totally being robbed. You see, he was in his bedroom and he heard a bunch of noises coming out of his living room. He was petrified, he was so scared that, as I said, he called the police. Well, the cops come and it turns out all these noises, no burglars, it was just his robotic vacuum. That's right, his Roomba was trapped behind his sofa. So you could say that the alleged burglar made a clean getaway. I know, that was a bad one. Hey, welcome to Kim Commando Today, which grew out of my popular weekend radio show. I'm so thrilled to be with you. And let's get this hour started with five things that you need to know about tech that's happening right now. And we're going to start with Russia. You see, the Biden administration, they've been warning us about a major cyber attack against the United States by Russia. So, and I guess the segment I'll call, we're from the government and we're here to help you. The White House put out this generic list of things that every business should do right now. Okay, this is an official list coming right from Washington, folks. Uh, Number one, they say use multi-factor authentication. Um, Good one. Thanks, everybody. That's 2FA, in case you don't know what that is. Uh, And number two on our list is they say deploy modern security tools. I think that modern security tools. Hopefully those tools are not based in Moscow. Uh, Three on the White House list is make sure that your systems are patched and protected against all known vulnerabilities. And get this, they want you to change all your passwords. Yeah, we're going to get right on that one. Four is a good one. The White House says to back up all your data. That's important. Uh, Five, they say run exercises and drill your emergency plans. Okay, do you remember when you were in grammar school and they'd have those fire drills? Well, that's what the White House wants you to do in case there's a cyber attack. Just uh, simulate the attack. See what happens. Six, encrypt your data so it can't be used or stolen. Um, Tell us, really, how we do that? A lot of people wouldn't know. Seven, on the White House list, educate your employees to common tactics that attackers will use over email or through websites. This is a tough one because, you know, people are still falling for those romance scams or thinking that the IRS wants you to pay them with gift cards, which that answer is no, by the way. But my most favorite one on this entire list from the White House says that we should all be working with the FBI and the CISA to establish relationships in advance of any cyber attacks. So what are we supposed to do? Like call up the local FBI office and say, hey, um, hi, I'm Kim. Uh, can we do lunch before the Russians attack us? But seriously, where's the advice of using a VPN? Stop using Russian-based software like Kaspersky Antivirus. Let me tell you, there's no question that Russia will retaliate to their unprecedented economic disaster that has come from America's sanctions. Now, the most probable target will be these big networks. Of course, they carry most internet traffic. It's going to paralyze your home or business internet, your cell phone, all the ATMs, gas stations, grocery stores. But the real nightmare scenario is an attack on the power grid. I'm talking about shutting off all the power and lights in thousands of cities and towns. And you have to remember, the power grid was never designed to be completely shut down. And powering it up again can take days, probably more like weeks. So you do need a few things that the White House doesn't tell you about. You need cash, any prescription meds that you take, generator, maybe some solar packs, definitely a solar charger for your phone. And do remember this, if the cell networks do go down, you probably will still be able to send and receive text messages. And over at commando.com, we have a really good list of what you should be doing right now to prepare 
in case we do have a cyber attack. All right, number two on our list, another thing to watch on Netflix, because Netflix has, wow, 220 million subscribers. And they estimate that millions more watch for free using, yes, shared passwords. But it's all about the change. You see, in the past, Netflix actually encouraged subscribers to share their passwords because they wanted to expose even more viewers to the programming. But now in Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru, Netflix is testing a new policy. Customers can still share a password, but if the viewer is watching at an address other than the subscriber's address, the subscriber must pay $3 per month for each shared password. Okay, this is just a test, but the technology to know a viewer's exact location is definitely there. So the question is, can Netflix actually enforce this policy? They can. But if the test works, one thing's for certain, look for it to come to America very soon. I mean, we should let Netflix run the next pandemic, right? I mean, they don't let anything last more than three seasons. Mm. All right, number three in our list, putting the U in YouTube. Speaking of streaming, it's turning to look like more like the good old days of watching TV. You might remember that time when you would watch a show and there would be commercial breaks where you'd see like a car dealer or a pizza joint telling you about great buffalo wings. Well, what's old is new again. YouTube is the latest company to offer free TV shows, but it's not free. You have to see the ads. They say you'll now be able to stream nearly 4,000 episodes of TV shows for free as long as you're also willing to watch Yes, advertisements during the show. A lot of other options for streaming. They say ad-supported TV. You got Tubi, Roku, and Vizio, and Samsung. And YouTube is definitely late to the game. But if your streaming costs are getting close to or more than what you actually paid for cable, before you cut the cable, you're not alone. It's happening to everybody. But at least the most expensive streaming service has ended, well, along with the pandemic. Do you know what that was? Yes, that was college. Uh, number four, fishing is now a job. We live in an age that we're calling the great resignation. Yeah, people are quitting their jobs in record numbers. This year, about half of the 25 to 50-year-old workforce is seriously considering quitting for another position. Well, guess what happens? Scammers are making the most of it, and they're taking advantage of really smart people. And the word is called job fishing. Okay, this is amazing stuff. Working from home and the anonymity of the internet, these scammers are creating fake companies that totally look real. And they look like they've been around for so many years. Many even have, oh gosh, employee reviews praising the company on various websites. Some people work for months and many move to other cities on their own dime before, I couldn't imagine this, they find out that the companies are totally fake. So if you're approached online, your best defense is to verify. So you know, do some research, Google the company with the word scam. Maybe even ask the company to fly you out so you can actually see them, you can meet them for yourself. And you have to be very, very careful because, you know, an internet scammer's favorite sport, you know what that is, it's fishing, with a PH, of course. All right, number five, Wi-Fi out of this world. Okay, if you think that your Wi-Fi is bad and you're struggling to get more bars and more places here on Earth, Okay, there's a whole bunch of folks who are working on putting Wi-Fi on the moon. Yes, you heard me right. I said Wi-Fi is going to the moon and even Mars too. There's a startup called Aquarian Space that's hoping to deploy its first lunar communication system. It's called Solnet and they want to do it within the next couple of years by 2024. 
And they're going to be using these high-speed delivery satellites with speeds of 100 megabits per second on the moon. And here are some fun facts. In 2021, there were 13 landers, orbiters, and rovers on or around the moon. And by 2030, they say it's about 200. So it's a market, small market. It's the moon. Remember, it's a great place to visit, but it has no atmosphere. All right, we have a totally jam-packed hour that you don't want to miss. We're going to talk, be talking about how to pick out the seat online with the most leg room and save money on gas using this Google trick. And uh, also, an amazing tip. Oh, you're going to love this just in time for the weekend. Five streaming shows that are worth your time. And of course, we have all of your phone calls here on Kim Commando today. In a few moments, we're talking about how you can really book your seat online with the most legroom as so many of us are getting ready to travel again. But how about right now we start this hour with... And thanks for your call today. What's going on? Hi, Kim. It's great to talk to you. Hey, my daughter, who's a freshman in college, she had a, a unique situation. Her her friend uh, received a notification on her iPhone that a tracking device, an AirTag, had been placed on her and that it was tracking her location. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, That's... given the recent TikTok post, the girls were, right, were very upset and pretty concerned. Well, you know, how frightening is that, right? I mean, all of a sudden you exactly. get a notification that somebody slapped a secret GPS and they know exactly where you are, where you're going, where you've been. It's frightening. It is. Absolutely. Yes. So I guess you're wondering, how do we prevent it? How do we know if we're being tracked? What's going on? All the above, right? Okay. Yes, pretty much. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So about a year ago, Apple released what they call the AirTags. They're about the size of a quarter and they work using triangulation through um, other iDevices, iPhones. And let me tell you, they are accurate down to like just a couple of feet. I mean, it's amazing. Maybe even closer than that. See, what happens is that, let's say let's say you put an AirTag on your purse or your phone, okay? And that's the whole idea so that this way you'll be able to find the devices that you lose most frequently. So I have one, like I mentioned, on my phone. I have one on my purse. I even have one on my golden retriever. And so on your iPhone, you can go to find my items and then you can see where that device is located, associated or that dog or whatever with that particular AirTag. And it's so precise that you can hit it and then you start seeing arrows directing you to the uh, AirTag along with the decreasing distances. And as you get closer, you get haptic feedback on your phone. So your phone will even vibrate and telling you that you're getting close. Now, be wow. So, and because they are so small, they can mm -hmm. be put anywhere. I mean, I read mm -hmm. a story about a gal. She went to some club in New York, a young woman, mm -hmm. and she came home 1130 at night. And then she felt something in her coat pocket and somebody had slipped an air tag into her coat at the club. Frightening. Oh my goodness. And so how do you find these, right? Well, if you mm -hmm. have an iPhone... Apple just released some new updates because they were getting so many, mm -hmm. so much pushback from domestic violence and stalkers mm -hmm. and things like that, uh, that if you have an iPhone and if an AirTag is not associated with your iDevice is that you get a notification that, hey, there's an AirTag near you that doesn't belong to you and that okay. it will tell you where, where it's located around you. Okay. Now, the problem is, is that if you're on an Android, 
It doesn't mm-hmm. alert you automatically. You have to download okay. the app from Apple, and then you have mm-hmm. to hit scan. And then every time you think that something's around you, hit scan, and then it will go find that AirTag. It does not notify you automatically. So, wow. So it's really a problem. It's really mm-hmm. an issue. And Apple has to do a better job of this. And they are trying and they're saying, well, you know, we didn't anticipate the bad use. I mean, you know, in reality, if they wanted to fix the issue, they could just push down an update to the AirTag and it could disable all the AirTags, which they'd never do. Or they can push down some type of solution so that mm-hmm. if there's an AirTag detected near you, whether you're on Apple or whether you're on Android, is that you get an instant notification. So until that happens, Knowledge is key. The only thing we can do is keep talking about it so more people are aware, especially if yeah. you're in a vulnerable situation. You're going yeah. out you know, with your friends to a club. If you have some weirdo guy or gal that is obsessed with you, that mm-hmm. you know that you need to be aware of your surroundings. Mm-hmm. And if you have an Android phone, and if you are in that vulnerable position, and I know this sounds crazy, but you might just want to get an iPhone because you will be notified automatically. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Wow, it's tough for these young kids dealing with this, you know. Yes, and because it's it's a use of technology that's fabulous, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then there's the downside. You know, mm-hmm. we've, we've always known about, like, security cameras are great in certain situations, but then suddenly yeah. we found out that, hey, we're in an Airbnb. Somebody could hide a camera in the smoke <laughs> exactly. detector, right? Yeah, and exactly. so, so it's all being aware. And the only thing that we have now, knowledge, and knowledge is power. And talk to your kids, whoever around you, and just make people aware that if they are in a situation where somebody, like I said, is obsessed with them, that they need to be aware that it's as simple as just dropping the, something the size of a quarter into a pocket, onto a car, wherever it may be. There was just the first case of somebody was arrested in Apollo, Pennsylvania, which is outside of Pittsburgh, where it's a very small town, only 1,900 people in this town. So this this gal gets a notification on her phone that an air tag mm-hmm. has been detected near her. So she searches her whole car like, gosh, where could this mm-hmm. air tag be? It was hidden in her car's auto hitch. Right? In the back. Oh my goodness. Okay. So she finds it. Now, Apple has said, now we're going to work with police. And the Mm -hmm. uh, police, the state troopers there, they go to this guy's house and they say, all right, which by the way, she had a restraining order against him. Oh, gosh. The cops go to this guy's house and the state trooper says, here, you know, open your phone for me. I want to see it. In a split second, this guy opens his phone, goes to setting, and deletes the air tag. Right in front of the state oh. trooper. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And that's how fast yeah. it is to remove it, but the state trooper saw him do it, so therefore he was arrested. And not okay. to mention, you know, we had the whole restraining order issue that they have to deal mm-hmm. with. But that's supposedly the first known case of somebody getting arrested. But okay. again, we just need to make sure that we're aware, we know mm-hmm. to look for them, and check our persons. And gosh, but they're so small, they're really hard to detect. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. This has been so helpful. I appreciate it. You got it. Thanks for your call today, Ann. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.
What a great question. All right, so if you're traveling anytime soon, it's important to search online to find the lowest airfare with the least number of stops. But hey, what about your comfort? Google Flights is terrific for figuring out the best and cheapest way to get from point A to point B. But wouldn't it also be great to know if you're going to be like scrunched in that little tiny seat the whole time? Well, here's where the internet can help. Get the Chrome browser extension. It's called, well, Legroom for Google Flights. And this way, when you're using Google Flights, you also see how much legroom there is per seat by the flight that you selected. Now, you're not out of luck if you're saying, hey, Kim, I don't use Chrome. I don't want to use the Chrome browser. Well, that's where you head over to this website, seatguru.com. Once again, that's seatguru.com. You enter in your airline and flight number, and you see a map of the best seats with the most legroom. Just don't forget your mask and your patience. And I really wanted to tell you all a joke about planes, but... I think it's just going to go right over your heads. All right, so gas prices are insane. The other day I saw a sign for $8.09 a gallon. Well, coming right back, we have more of your phone calls and a great tip to save money on gas using a Google Trek. Okay, so we're all seeing these really high gas prices. You know, there's an insider Google trick to save you money at the pump. Okay, the next time you need to go somewhere, whether it's just a short trip across town or a long ride a state away, what you do is you fire up the Google Maps app on your phone. Now, the app has a suite of options, brand new, to show you the most fuel-efficient route. And when that's selected, Google Maps recommend a route that takes into consideration just a slew of factors, okay? includes the average fuel consumption for cars in your area, how many hills you'll be climbing, um, stop-and-go traffic trends, and whether you'll be driving on local roads or highways. Now, how do you know it's a fuel-efficient route? Well, you're going to see this green and white leaf next to your estimated driving time. But what's really amazing is that Google Maps will also show you how much fuel you'll be saving too. I'm talking like how many gallons, even how much money you're saving. No math needed. That's right. It just all happens magically. Hey, stay right where you are. Coming up in just a few moments, I've got five streaming shows that you're going to want to watch this weekend, or at least start this weekend. And right now, let's go back to the phones with Bobby. Hello there, Bobby. Glad to have you with us. What's going on? Hi, Ken. Thanks for taking my call. I'm a longtime listener, and I love your show. Thank you. I appreciate such kind words. Um, I'm a small business owner. I have about a, a lawn and landscaping company. I have about 15 to 25 employees throughout the year, and I've been using an old green punt clock system for many, many years. <laughs> wow. They still have those with the cards and everything? Well, they still have them. I don't think they make them anymore to fix the parts. So <laughs> I'm really, really looking to upgrade and make a change to help kind of make things go, go smoother and quicker for myself and for my employees. And then do they do they punch in at your place of business or do you have them? Would it be better or could you use the ability, like if they got to a particular uh, address that they could punch in when they got to that address? Yeah, no, they, they actually come to the office site. So um, it'll be a, a single location. So they'll come to, to my shop and clock in the morning, clock out at night. Um, okay. But they wouldn't need to do a clock in at a specific job site. Um, you, would you ever think that that would be easier for you? I'm just thinking out, uh, thinking of futures. Um, yeah, no, not really, because they're okay. they're on the clock the whole day, so they're you know, paid by the hour and just get get clocked in for the whole day. Got it. All right. So, um, what kind of accounting system are you using? Yes, I use uh, QuickBooks. Okay. Um, 
All right. So, you know, QuickBooks, they have their own type of time clock, but it gets pretty pricey. Have you priced it over there? I have. I, the last couple of weeks, I've been looking at a couple of different options, and they are very pricey. And that's why I started doing a little digging, and I said, you know what, maybe I'll call Kim Commando and see if she can help me out. Because awesome. um, I'm really looking for a, an inexpensive alternative, and it doesn't have to integrate into QuickBooks. I could, you know, update it myself. It's the, the hard part is totaling up the hours and making sure they have a little. Yeah, I know. Time. It gets to you know, it gets to be it gets to be pretty cumbersome. All right, so here's yeah. the deal: is that um, right now we have what's really big is software as a service (SaaS). And what that means is that we're going to get rid of, in a lot of industries, and in a lot of facets, we're going to get rid of specific hardware, and we're going to put it on the internet so that people can access it from any location. That's why I asked if maybe you wanted to have them, which you don't, but if you ever change, the, the solution that I'm going to recommend for you uh, gives you that ability where they, if they went to somebody's address, maybe on an emergency basis, instead of coming to the office to clock in, they could go to that address and clock in when they got there. Um, because everybody is now obviously using phones and it works on any, uh, device that you approve and it works on GPS. So you can record and enforce locations, um, super easy to do. And it's only $3 a month per employee. So that becomes pretty affordable. Um, the one that, that I checked out uh, for myself is called ontheclock.com. And there are several out there, but this one I like because it also allows you to print the timesheets. Uh, you can integrate it actually with QuickBooks. You can integrate it with ADP, Paychecks, and a whole bunch more. Um, and once the employees are clocked in and out, their working hours obviously are accrued. Mm -hmm. And then you can review uh, their timesheets and then you would just export them to payroll for processing. So uh, three bucks okay. a month per person, you know, sweet, easy, works, done, you know, <laughs> and, wow, okay. and is we're not looking at QuickBook for thousands of dollars. We're like, whoa, where did right, that come right. from? Okay, so uh, it's called On The Clock. And in case you missed that, over inside at commando.com, we have what's called the Commando Community. And it's a place where if you ever have any tech questions, you can post a question. And then um, either myself or our IT geniuses, as I like to re recall, or I like to call them rather, John and Jeremy, uh, they are amazing, is that they also help people out in the Q&A forum. So if you go to commando.com slash community and you hit the Q&A forum, that's where we'll post a link uh, to this particular time employee tracking. And what's nice is, as I mentioned, is that you know employees can punch in and out wherever they're located, which is also super handy. Uh, for a lot of businesses. Hey, Bobby, thanks for your call today. I do appreciate you getting through. Time now for a really great tip. And this week is brought to you by Simply Safe. The weekend's almost upon us. And if you're looking for something to watch, that's really great. Here are five of my favorite streaming shows you're going to love. And we're going to start with 1883. Wow. It's a really wonderful series. It's a prequel to Yellowstone. And it follows the Dutton family as they embark upon this dangerous journey through the Great Plains to Montana. And what's really interesting is that real-life couple, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, they star along with Sam Elliott. And if you do like this genre, check out Yellowstone for the rest of the story. Ah, I'll tell you, it's really, really great stuff. All right, next up, I love true stories, The Dropout. It follows Elizabeth Holmes. Remember, she talks like this, right? And the Theranos scandal. She really doesn't talk like that off camera. Anyway, Amanda Seyfeld, she's fabulous as Holmes, gives a brand new perspective on how 
she was just able to swindle so many people out of so much money. And speaking of cons, there's Inventing Anna. A journalist investigates the case of Anna Delvey. That, she's that Instagram legendary heiress who stole the hearts and money of New York elites. Julia Garner nails Anna Delvey's fake accent. And finally, We Crashed. It follows Adam Newman and his wife, the founders of WeWork. The series gets inside these fallen millennial moguls, narcissistic heads, and gives you just a tiny glimpse of what happens when they start believing their own press and social media, and they start robbing a whole bunch of people in the process. And so if you're looking for anything to watch, I'm telling you, these are really five great programs that you'll find streaming. Hey, stay right where you are. Coming up still this hour, we have more of your phone calls. And I'm going to give you an insider tip on how you can know who's calling without ever looking at your phone here with Kim Commando today. I want to tell you about The Current. It's our weekly newsletter. comes out twice a week, just Tuesdays and Saturdays. gives you exclusive links, tech news, and tricks. And you can sign up right now. You can see a sample. It's free over at getthecurrent.com. Once again, that's getthecurrent.com. You're going to love it. And right now, let's go to... Marilee, thanks for calling the Kim Commando Show today. What's going on? Thank you very much. Well, I am looking for a fairly easy platform that will allow us to create a slideshow for our weekend camps for stroke survivors and their caregivers that does not require Wi-Fi. Wow. Um, so tell me more about your organization. Um, it's a nonprofit organization where we provide weekend retreats for stroke survivors and their caregivers. Started out small in central Illinois, but now we are in about 20 states doing these weekend retreats. We've done over 200 of them since the start. And we love to show a slideshow at the end of the weekend where they see a and laughter and smiles that they have enjoyed oh, throughout the weekend. That's but nice. many of our many of our facilities do not have Wi-Fi or very good Wi-Fi. You know, like mm -hmm. we're in a canyon or we're in a mountain or um, and the what we used to use does not uh, it requires Wi-Fi now, so we can't oh. use the same software the you know, system we've been using before. Yeah, see, you know, there are so many things that you can do when you're connected, but when you're not connected, it doesn't, it does seem like, wow, you know, our options are really limited at that point, right? Um, uh, yes, and, and, you know, having Wi-Fi or having an internet connection does make life a heck of a lot easier. Just, just to put this in the back of your head, uh, is that there's a website called daypasswireless.com. And so, and what's really great is that you can go to this website and, uh, and you can type in a city and a state and it will tell you whether or not uh, that you could put a Wi-Fi hotspot there. So basically you'd rent a Wi-Fi hotspot and mm -hmm. it's, it's fairly inexpensive. It's only like five to $7 a day. And so my idea is that maybe what we do is you start looking at, um, you know, it, and it gives you unlimited data, by the way, uh, and it works on 4G. So maybe if you had, maybe in an area where there, maybe this might be just an, a different option for you to get Wi-Fi if somebody is not, maybe somebody's using like an inferior carrier or something like that, that just put that in the back of your mind. Again, it's called Day Pass Wireless. Um, Got it. And with the slideshows, probably if you're not using the internet, we have to go back to the old school way, right? 
And yeah. the old school way is that we do it on a computer. Uh, we'd save it on a thumb drive. And then we'd put the thumb drive, we'd connect the thumb drive up to the television. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so that we're not worried about any type of internet connection. We're doing it pretty manually. Uh, but, Correct. But it works. Okay. And if in these situations, and what a fabulous thing that you're doing is that it does work. Um, so you have a couple of different options. I mean, obviously you could just bring a laptop with Microsoft PowerPoint on it and mm-hmm. pull up a, a template and use that template uh, for the presentation. And you could put your logos and things and then, you know, insert picture here, insert picture here on the various slides and save that also so that it can be saved so that the pictures can be imported, but people aren't allowed to change the titles or move the logos because, you know, that gets really cumbersome too because then you're like, the logo's half off the page, you know, or that person's half Correct. off the page. Right. Okay, so Correct. we, we want to we save it the right way. Um, if you don't have PowerPoint, you can do pretty much the same thing with Google Slides. And what you're going to do is um, on your PC, you're going to you have Chrome and you're going to download the Google Docs. It has an offline extension. And then there are some, well, a couple of steps, but what you're going to basically do is use this whole Google Slides offline. And then you can save it onto, like I said, a thumb drive and then plug the thumb drive back in, you know, into the back of any smart computer has a, you know, you might, you might want to bring an adapter just in case if you're not sure. Right. Right. Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. but it, they should be, you know, but most TVs would be able to do that. Um, so I think between the either that, I think that would probably be the best, the easiest solution. And plus, because no matter who you get in these communities to help you out, most people are pretty proficient in Microsoft products and in Google products. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. we're not we're not going to throw them a new curveball. And because we want to uh-huh. just we want to make everything just nice and easy and simple. Uh and the ben- one of the benefits is if you do use Google offline is that when you get online is that you can have it saved to your Google Drive. And so you, you always have a copy of everything, too. Okay. And, and so that would be nice down the road if somebody said, you know, I really enjoyed that slideshow and I'd like to be able to, you know, show it at my function or my group. Well, yeah, and we do try and post the slideshows to our uh, social media, um, our Stroke Camp um, website. Oh, that's fabulous. So that's that right. People can go, they can go back and see it themselves, of course, again. So can. <laughs> can I can I ask you a question, Mary Lee? Because this is fabulous that you're doing this. Sure. Um, sure. Why why did you start such an organization? My husband had a stroke 21 years ago, and at the two year mark after my his stroke, I'm like, I can't do this. I can't be this caregiving uh, journey because it's a long, uh, arduous journey uh, to it help is. recover from stroke. And um, the idea of doing the weekend camp uh, for stroke survivors was born from many years ago when my sister and her family did camps for children with cystic fibrosis because they couldn't have gone to camp without medical help. We we hadn't done those for many years because of of the cross-infection and such. So the idea was, well, the kids loved it. Maybe stroke survivors and their caregivers will love it. And I did not have the dream of a national network of stroke camps. <laughs> I was going to do my own local support group here in central Illinois. But, um, yep, yeah, the universe gave me everything I needed to make it happen. Well, that's fabulous. That's really great. And you're a nonprofit? 
we are a nonprofit. Yes, we are. You know, I, I'd like to contribute to your nonprofit. Um, I'd like to, to yeah, I really would. How about if I make a, a thousand dollar donation for your organization? Oh my goodness. So oh I, my goodness. I'd love to do that for you. Okay. And so I'm going to put you on hold and make sure that, um, you give, uh, you give Amber your address where I can, and I, I can do this online, right? Okay, so Absolutely. yeah, just so just give me the address, and then I'm happy to do that. And you know, don't be a stranger. Keep me posted of your progress. Okay. I will absolutely. I would. I would. Uh, would love to do that. So this is phenomenal. Well, awesome. All right, thanks, thanks, Marilee, and let me know how that all works out for you. I love it when I can pass along these insider secrets. Like when your phone rings, of course you're going to take your phone out of your pocket and you look at the screen to see who it is, right? Okay, what a pain, especially when it's some spam caller. Well, how'd you like to know who's calling before pulling your phone out of your pocket? It's easy. By giving your different contacts their own custom vibrations, you know from the discrete buzzes if this is a call you can't miss or one you should just ignore. It's really easy to set up. On your iPhone, just go into contacts and you can tap the person's name and then you get into text tones and vibrations. And so... What you want to do is give different callers different vibrations. So maybe for your partner, you select a heartbeat vibration. Uh, your kid away at school who always asks for money, <laughs> the alert vibration. You can get fancy and create your own custom vibrations too. And while in this menu, you can give each contact a ringtone, text known, and you can also set this up on your Android phone too. And so from now on, you know exactly who's calling without you ever having to pick up the phone. Hey, thanks for listening to Kim Commando today. So reach over and give me a nice five-star review. Yes, thank you. And thanks for listening.